Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Here's a flag as. Whoa! Hello. Whoa! Uh, Mason Rudolph got Rudolph into needs it. To get out of there. What in the world? Believe Miles Garrett? They're swinging a helmet? Yeah, there'll be some ejections coming out of this. There may be suspensions. That's right, suspensions. And it was Garrett. That was well after the play. Minus three. With Dave Damashek. This one is for Miles. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus Three. We're ready to roll here. Let's break down the upcoming weekend of football, college, pro. I don't know, maybe we'll dip our toes into the baseball waters, muzzle tub to Yankees fans, and to Aaron Judge specifically. He is now a part of history. He's also soon to be your American League MVP, whether Halos fans like it or not. And let's say hello. There he is behind the glass. Eddie Spaghetti in his usual perch, feeling good about himself. The Irish won on Saturday, and the Giants are 2-0. and He might have the best pro football team at this point among the trio of people we're going to be kibitzing with here today, myself included. Let's say hello to the other guy. As always, here to represent Boston, Massachusetts, it's Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella? Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, Spaghetti has the, the best football team of this trio. Uh, you know, Giants, I've already got them slated 4-0 after Cowboys and Bears. They're, they're, you like them over Coop and company, eh? Yeah, yeah I, I do. And, uh, and, of course, as I promised last week when you, when you said, you know what's interesting about this Patriots-Steelers matchup? And I said, nothing. Nothing is interesting about it. And then – Sure enough, uh, Mac Jones and, and Trubisky went out and proved me right. This is literally one of the most boring, you know, when you have all the games on simultaneously and you realize you haven't checked in on your own team in an hour. Like you're literally like, oh, right, that's my team that I love. Nothing's happening. Meanwhile, the world is coming apart in all these other like the, the Sunday, the orgy of awesomeness on NFL Sunday. I mean, That's why it's the best product in the world. That's why it has the highest ratings of anything. It's like you watch, you know, the end of Jets-Browns. You watch the Kyler comeback, the Tua comeback. There's nothing nothing close to it. There's nothing like it. Um, So we kind of – You know, they always say, like, that's why it's so great. I've said this before. Pro football is great because it's so unpredictable. It's the most – uh, it, it's a better than any reality show because you have no idea how it's going to end because it hasn't been scripted in advance and it isn't captured and then cobbled together in post-production to tell the story. Except that Damashek had all the answers in advance, apparently, because... Uh, oh, that's Damashek. right. That's what a, right. What, what a hot streak for Damashek making the picks. We're going to give you our picks there. By the way, I went 12-1, and one, including the college game last week. So I'll give you some NFL, I mean, some uh, NCAA picks in addition to our pro football picks upcoming here. In the meantime, let me tell you out, you have to check out all the stuff at Extra Points. Go to ExtraPoints.com, play against us, with us in our uh, pick'em pool there. You can find it in the arcade. Like I say, what did I go again? 12 and 2? Is that what I went? But if you throw in the 
or did I go 12 and 3, 13 and 2? No, I think I went 13 and 2, but then I also got the Thursday night game, the Chargers and Chiefs. Although like I will say, ago. although you get you get credited for the Thursday night game because it's on the record, you said Chargers to win outright. Spaghetti I said Ch- Spaghetti said Chiefs to cover. Only one of us took the most unlikely result, which was Chargers to lose and beat the spread. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I forgot we did that last week. I was going to say, let's leave the Thursday night game till last in case people are listening to this on Friday. And then we might embarrass ourselves by making proclamations about what's going to happen in Cleveland or did happen in Cleveland. But yes, since we did it last week, do you want to do it again? Do you want to jump into into the time machine and jump to well, let's, Friday let's morning? Well, let's definitely do it, but let's not start with it because I think when we start talking Brown Steelers, that's when that's when people change the station. Let, let's, really? Let's, oh, well, I, I do want to hear your thoughts. I do want to get your thoughts on uh, on the state of the Patriots here. Very quickly, though, we had a grand time on Tuesday night, episode two of Mister Lister, available on Spotify Live. Um, we got Scott Pianowski. It's our it's our list based sports trivia game that Hench and I and Sal have played together for twenty some years, legitimately. Just uh, some nerds gathered around listing off uh, Cy Young winners from the eighties back and forth with each other until we run out of answers, so on and so forth. We had Scott Pianowski from Yahoo representing Boston, and we had Tim Benz representing Pittsburgh, PA, going head to head. And I was, you know, I like my sports trivia. I think I'm pretty good at doing the listing back and forth. Um, but man, these were two ringers. This was a, a clash of the Titans. Um, and uh, so we'll have that audio for you. Follow on social media at Damashek. We'll tweet out the results of that one if you want to sit through some sports trivia. It really was compelling stuff if you enjoy that sort of thing. You need to hey, have before you need to have one one list. You gotta have a shot, like top, you know, 10 shot blockers. From an era where Alton Lister is in the top 10 so that Mr. Lister can include Mr. Lister. Milwaukee Bucks, <laughs> well, Milwaukee Bucks legend. What? That's Boy, that's really uh, threading the needle. You're absolutely right about that. Before we jump in to all that's going on, and there is plenty to kibitz about. I can't help it. I want to promote Mr. Lister, and I also want to see if Kevin Hench, who is perhaps the ringer of all ringers when it comes to sports trivia. Although I got to tell you, Scott Pianowski uh, represented himself very well. I want to see if you can do what he did last night. One of the categories, Hench, was because it was Pittsburgh versus Boston. We did Pirates and Red Sox, whose numbers have been retired by their respective teams. Can you name the Red Sox players who had their jersey number retired? Well, I, I certainly can name the ones uh, that are displayed on, on the facade. So you, you have. Uh, well, wouldn't that be all? But, well, you sometimes you're like, there's a, there'll be like a, 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 a quirky one. Like uh, uh, that guy died young, you know, like, like Harry Aganis. Mm-hmm. But, but I, you know, so, so Bobby Dorr, Joe Cronin, Carl okay. Yastrzemski, yes. Jim Rice, uh, David Ortiz and Carlton Fisk. Okay, well done. You got those are all correct answers, but there are still a few more on the board. On the board. Okay. Well, uh, Pedro. Correct. Um. All right. 
I guess Rocket. Although it 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 it, it no, but the uh, no, he's not retired. Which I was just about to say. There's a controversial one. I imagine for Red Sox fans to see his name listed in in red. When of course, maybe his greatest moment happened in another uniform that you really don't like. Um. Number well, it's 26. not it's huh? the chicken eater wade boggs oh. okay that's legit i mean although you could argue that his greatest moment happened in tampa <laughs> well, how, nuts he- is it? how nuts is it that a guy who was was i mean boston fans this this speaks to the crazy pathology of boston fans now that we understand analytics, like Wade Boggs was so much better than anybody understood. He gets 200 hits and 100 walks every year. And, and of course, Boston fans are like, why doesn't this guy hit for power? Like, they're pissed. They're pissed, right? <laughs> Boggs was incredible. Um, but but the one, the one the, you missed was, I, I'm going to give you a clue here uh, that should reveal it pretty easily. He connects with... Carlton Fisk in a special way in Red Sox lore, in baseball lore, really. Um, his name, his name resonates for a special moment in Red Sox history. All right. Well, let me let me um, with Carlton Fisk. What's Carlton my, Fisk's my, greatest my moment? Boggs point, which is that after all that bitching oh. about not hitting home runs, he becomes the first guy to get his three thousandth hit on a home run. It's, yeah, it's that insane. was backwards, which is why he crossed the plate backwards, right? <laughs> it's so insane. Um, all right, so Fisk hits the ga- the, the winning home run in game right. six of the 75 series. Dwight Evans? No, I was, I was going for Johnny Pesky, a.k.a. Uh, Pesky Pole. That's what Fisk hits, right? It hits no, literally. The Pesky Pole is the right field line. I, well, I don't give a good damn about your history i'm a i'm a buckos guy and that means i don't pay attention to baseball it's insane that dwight evans number has not been retired that guy should be in the hall of fame he actually has he's like statistically comparable to jim rice offensively and he wins seven gold gloves in the most difficult right field in major league baseball but anyway you got the best right fielder of all time defensively in pittsburgh obviously 21 right for clemente number 21 um correct all also right. retired but, by the Red well, Sox and the not, Pirates and all, not all baseball. Let's though. talk football before we we alienate uh, more listeners. Why? That was repellent? Eddie Spaghetti, that was no good to talk about it's that? It's in September. I don't know. I like... I mean, Aaron Judge just hit just just hit a historic home run. Where we we shouldn't acknowledge baseball at all because it's it was, a Yankee. I never heard of him. I, I never heard it was of him. Fine, but the craziest thing is that you thought like the green monster is the left field wall. How do you like mistake that? Where would the pesky? Pole I'm talking be about the pole. I know. I'm talking the, about the pole. The why would the pole be the pole? Is the right field line? Yeah, because it's the weird. Right, it curves into the stands. But so why would the pesky pole be next to the green monster? All right. Because what, yeah. what, do, what do I give a good goddamn? That's know. my answer like to, like to the both of you. Maybe I'm crazy. Anyway. All right. Stargell, All right. Stargell has to have his number retired. Paul Wayner has to have his number retired. Oh, look who's doing the buckos now. Uh, there he goes. See, this is the hench I know. Pie, pie trainer. 
Um, uh, Pie Trainer. I don't remember if he's listed base. or not. I don't know. Did the Flying Dutchman Pie Trainer play long there, enough? Yeah, he is on right. there. Right, right, right. Did the Flying sense. Dutchman play long enough to actually wear numbers? Sonus Wagner. It is. It is. Yep, that's that's a correct answer. Um, yeah, you got uh, Pie Trainer Paul Wayner. Mazeroski, of course, the greatest home run in World Series history. You got Pops, Ralph Kiner's on there. Um, How about the Cobra? Probably not, right? No, because of, you know, the whole parrot business. But I I, I mean. (laughs) I mean, if you're doing that on cocaine, again, I feel like that should help your case for why my number should be retired. Why that guy's not in the Hall of Fame makes me sick, but we haven't the time to indulge that right now. We have football to discuss, and we have to get to our goat and goat of the week. We launched uh, our brand new hot segment last week. We're going to do that again. Hey, let me squeeze in a quick break here and tell you about that uh, Caesar, Cleo, the Mannings, Henrik Lundqvist, and now yours truly, yes, Minus 3 is now a proud member of the Caesars Empire. And you know what it is that sets Caesar's Sportsbook and Casino apart from all the others? It's the perks. This is the only sports betting app with Caesar's rewards. So every time you place a bet, win or lose, you get reward credits, which you can use towards game tickets, bonuses, experiences, free stays at iconic Caesar's destinations, and more. And your very first bet, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you 1,000 tier credits and 1,000 reward credits, putting you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. So download the app, use promo code CZRFULL, Caesar Full. And go full Caesar this season. Oh, and Caesar Sportsbook and Casino plays by the rules. They comply with all the legalities of the sports betting world. So here comes the lengthy, unabridged, national, responsible gaming disclaimer. 21 and older, 19 and older in Ontario must be physically present in in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, uh, Iowa, Kansas, uh, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York. Ontario and Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling. Problem. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, PA. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or in West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117, 1-800-270-7117, New York, 877-H-O-P-E-N-Y, Ontario. You can visit C-O-N-N-E-X-O-Ontario.ca. And in Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. But I do want to ask you, Hench, and maybe this will be one of your goats here. The Patriots won the game, uh, you know, must win is is a silly thing to say in week two. Um, but I really feel like that the Patriots are in line to lose their next two. I do not think them, spoiler alert, I'm going to pick the Ravens when we make our picks here uh, in just a bit. Um, but my big takeaway from that was Mac Jones, man, he, I have legit concerns. I don't care where he got drafted. I don't care if Kyle Shanahan thought he could make him a winner at number three in the draft last year. Does he have a, a, a big league arm? Do you ever, you, you know how, uh, when back in the day, but pre knee surgeries, when, you know, we would get out there and play football, we're going to play some tag, fo- you know, like, and they, no matter if this started when you were a little kid, it progressed as long as you were, were willing to go out there and play some two-hand touch. Like, there's always a kid or a young adult or an old adult who wants to take his turn at quarterback because he feels entitled, like it's a rotation, and you're like, uh, Billy, you don't have the arm. You can't – you shouldn't – this is going to be embarrassing for you. Like, you, there's no pattern your guy can run – Like. He'll never be open. Your arm's so you can't throw him open. I can cover this guy for 45 seconds with your arm strength before you'll ever get the ball to him. And Matt Jones's arm, is it getting worse? Like, it's weird to watch Brady, who came in with the questionable arm, who now just flushes those post patterns, like with zip and velocity. And then the crazy thing about Matt Jones, so week one – Patriots march down the field in their opening drive. Then he he throws a floater, which describes, I feel like, all his passes. He throws a floater down the right sideline toward the end zone that gets tipped and intercepted in the end zone and ends the Patriots' only real, like, legitimate long drive of the day. Against the Steelers, he throws the exact same floater into the exact same traffic and Aguilar wins the 50-50 jump ball for the game, you know, what becomes the game-winning touchdown. And it's like, this is not a vindication of your quarterback. This is like, hey, this is his play, jump ball. Like, what? No, no. So I obviously share your concerns. I said under eight and a half at the beginning, you know, before we launched the season. Nothing I've seen. Uh, in fact, after Sunday, I feel good about both my bets Patriots under eight and a half, Steelers under seven and a half. Uh, I I feel like are both gonna gonna come in. So uh, I sh- I share. I know your concern is not real concern, 
because you're delighted that the Patriots stink and then Mac Jones is probably not an NFL quarterback. I'm not, I, 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 I never said, I don't think I used the word concern, but yeah, I, that definitely was my big takeaway. Okay. I mean, when I wasn't worrying about the, the state of the Steelers. And by the way, everybody in Pittsburgh begging for Kenny Pickett to get in there. The problem with that is in the short term, careful what you wish for, because if you see Kenny Pickett on Thursday night or if you see him running out onto the field against the Jets for week four, that means that Mitchell Trubisky stunk on Thursday night football. Ergo, the Steelers are now one and two. That's not good either, Steelers fans. So I don't know how to make sense of that. But yes, it is funny that the 50-50 ball to Nelson Aguilar, which, you know, uh, Witherspoon kind of misplays and he, in hindsight, should have says he should have picked it off or at least broken it up. If you take that away and uh, start getting into that kind of business, things will get uh, murky quick for you if you start what-ifing individual plays like that. But that's this, That's it. They're 0-2, and they're a real train wreck. And by the way, if Cam Sutton could catch, uh, he, Mac Jones laid one right in his lap. The game probably turns out a little I bit. I did think it was well. nice. I did think it was nice of Gunnar Olszewski to give give us one for all time's sake. I know. He's By the way, we were not we were not fans of that guy. So enjoy. Really, you weren't? Why? <laughs> I, just, I don't know. It just felt like he wasn't very good at the the limited things we asked him to do. He you was know? an all pro. He seemed like uh, he seems like a New England Patriot, twenty first century through and through. The flaps and hair. There's a reason, he's, there's a reason he's not on the team. Yeah, well, I guess that should it. be the you, right. you got a good look at it. It's very hard to catch the ball with your face mask. Oh, my goodness. All right, so let's get into it. This is a good place to start because now I'm starting to feel visceral uh, frustration um, because of uh, because of my pro football team. So you start us off, Kevin Hench. It's time for GOAT and GOAT of the Week. Take it away. Okay, so I to make life easy on my on my diminishing mental capacity, I just I went uh, I went for the same for uh, GOAT from the same team. Hard to do, right? Because obviously that team won or lost. So my my good goat, my my greatest of all time goat, Kyler Murray, just an <laughs> unbelievable pure Kyler result. In, you know, impossible. And how did it come about? Because he, you know, just started doing the Kyler Murray thing where he goes, "Hey, everybody, go out and get open, or don't get open." Either get open or don't get open. It doesn't really matter because I'm going to just run around and make something happen. Now, like a video game, really, like doubling back over and over again. It was it was silly almost. So insane to to watch him not be able to get tracked down and caught. Now, so my goat, my my goat of the week is from the same game because nothing drives me more crazy. Then when a coach makes just does something so spectacularly stupid, but wins. So no one's going to ask Cliff Kingsbury what the, what the hell was going on. Like, so a couple things. One, he looks at that laminate like a 15 year old boy reading a penthouse forum. Like he will never, he never looks up from that laminate. Like, first of all, you're familiar with all these plays, right? Do you know what they are? Do you, you have to be reading the entire game and then the irony is the only plays that work are total improv. So they're like, he's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And he sends in the cadence and the trips right and the thing and the thing. And Kyler just gets in the huddle and goes, hey, guys, go out and get open. Or don't. I'm going to run around. Like literally no play call working for three quarters, three, you know, plus. 
And then it's like Kyler, you know, so he's still reading his laminate, reading his laminate. But that's not the thing that makes Cliff Kingsbury the goat of goats. Okay. You know if you score, you're going to have to go for two again to force overtime. Uh, And yet, kind of a surprise, I guess, to Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, my God, I guess we got to go for two. He They line up to go for two. I don't know if, how, if he's looking for a new thing on his laminate. He's reading. You know, it's like reading it like, oh, my God, what's the tennis instructor doing in the women's locker room? Mom, don't knock on the door. I got to finish this paragraph. Like, oh, my God, Cliff Kingsbury reading, reading, reading. The Raiders call timeout. The Raiders call timeout, right? So whatever, however uh, uh, overwhelmed you are as a coach by the moment, by the situation, you've been given a reprieve by the other team calling timeout. So the one thing that we know cannot happen under any, under any scenario is the Cardinals get a delay of game penalty. You're coming out of a Raiders timeout. Okay. How long does it take you to convey the play that you've been reading about for three hours to the point where you don't, you don't get the snap off in time? Like it was, so now you've got to go for the two point conversion from the eight. What I don't know how low, like how far do the odds drop when, when you move it back to the, to the eight and, you know, and then Kyler makes an insane throw that throw on the two point conversion. I don't know how you get it over over the defender and down to the back of the end zone. Now, obviously, A.J. Green, he catches it with his right hand, and when he rolls over, it's in his left hand. And so we're like, okay, we can't see it, but we all know at some point it went from his right hand to his left hand, so I'm guessing it it was rolling on the ground, but still an amazing throw from my goat of the week, Kyler Murray, bailing out. My goat of the week, Cliff Kingsbury, with a shocking delay of game penalty at the most critical moment of the game. It's funny because um, I was thinking watching that game that it was sort of like, I guess Cliff Kingsbury then is the screenwriter of a mediocre uh, movie and Kyler Murray is Will Ferrell or John C. Riley elevating said script. It's, it is a classic case with the whole study hall thing and something that you and I probably appreciate, hence two people who didn't vibe very well to traditional schooling. We didn't pay attention in class or even attend class. Maybe they're, they're, Kyler Murray should be our hero, our spiritual leader, right? The, don't think. You can only don't, hurt yeah. the team doing that. Just go out there don't, and do. That, yeah. That's how we did, right? Don't study Don't study game film. Just, just uh, improv and, and free associate as the play develops. I just read that Michael Keaton improved 90% of his lines in Beetlejuice, like 90%. And like the screenwriter, and I believe me, I've, I've experienced this myself. Like the screenwriter is just sitting there getting credit for everything. Michael Keaton, who's a genius, by the way, (laughs) everything he comes up with, they're like, this is a tight script. It's like, that was him. That was him. That was him. And so every, every week, you know, the, the Cliff Kingsbury countdown clock, you know, it, it moves back another notch because he's not going to get fired. He owes it to to, to Mike, the Michael Keaton of quarterbacks and just improving and and saving his job for another week. Uh, but I wonder, I, what is he? What is he reading on that laminate? Because nothing he sends in is executed. 
Uh, since, uh, all right, who's your go? Who's your go? I, I love it, Billy Blaze Jowski. You don't have to tell a Pittsburgher about uh, the the genius of uh, of that guy. Spaghetti, go ahead, goat and goat. My goat, lowercase goat, is football adjacent, and I was telling the Megans this on their show. But uh, you know, NFL Sunday ticket two weeks in a row not working. Uh, I'm stuck with the local games here in LA. I want to watch my teams play. That's why I'm paying the large amount of money per month, and you know thank the the lord above that this is the last year on nfl sunday ticket until they switch to whatever streaming service they're going to be a part of um and everyone in nfl media was was getting on their case not being able to watch it another thing nfl media was getting on someone's case for and this is my good goat was to attack in the first half of that game down i believe it was 28 to 7 through a few picks people already calling for teddy bridgewater and for him to turn around that game and finish the way he did six touchdown passes looked like the two of all the two we saw in alabama the one that took over for Jalen Hurts in the championship game at halftime. Um, an incredible turnaround. I mean, may have they may be even challenging the Bills for the AFCs. I know, Sheck, you were saying the, the greatest show on turf with the speed in the field. That could change a lot of things. But, man, oh, man, for the guy that was pretty much said, like, his career could be over after this game and turn around and beat a team like that, I thought was ultra impressive and makes people look at it. I think, a lot differently this week uh, going forward. So he gets my good goat. I, Fascinating I game. And I, I, I think I texted you guys, but like, you know, when the Dolphins released a clip from training camp and they were like, hey, man, watch out. We're on to something here. But in the clip they released to a horribly underthrew Tyreek and he had to stop to catch the ball. And so I was like, this is actually a bad clip for you guys to release to say how rosy your future is, is like this missile our, our quarterback can't reach the missile was what that video said. The insane thing about the two touchdowns he threw to Tyreek Hill, they're both horribly underthrown. He, he, he beats his guy. How, how far behind your guy are you that you can come to virtually a complete stop, catch the underthrown ball and still score a touchdown? You know, so I mean, it's yes, I agree. It's a great, it's a great go to the week, but. I, I think at some point it's going to matter that he can outrun to his arm. Maybe not. It's funny. It's funny. Well, in fact, your text inspired my goat of the week. Let me tell you my goat of the week. It is Tyreek Hill for exactly what you're talking about, Hench. It's remarkable stuff that in a league, and sometimes you can forget about it until you watch these the sort of breakout athletes like Lamar Jackson in 2019, you, you see professional athletes like, what? I, I That was, he's just faster than what I expected. And you see the same effect still with Tyreek Hill from people who possess world-class speed uh, and he can still run away from them. The thing that really stood out to your point on Sunday against the Ravens was twice Tyreek Hill has a, a weird specific speed-based trait, which is that he can come to an almost standstill and then resume running like <laughs> Ben Johnson in the Olympics with the presumed uh, lack of uh, steroids running through his body. Right? I mean, like, he, he will be at a standstill and then at full speed again. It's inhuman what he's able to do. Um, so he's, and, and also shout out. I know they, do they, do they still flag it when he pieces out the defenders? That's pretty, that's a pretty good shaming of pro level defensive backs that Tyreek Hill is so confident that from about the 30 yard line, he knows no one's going to catch him and he can hold up the, uh, the deuces to him as he runs it's away. It's so from funny so that's when my, you, when you destroy the DBs so totally 
that you don't even know who got beat. Like, you know, like, like the, right. the DB, the DBs are like, uh, uh, I was, I was playing quarters. I was playing third. I don't like that. Like they have plausible deniability. He couldn't have been my man. He was 30 yards behind me. He may not be a great human being. It certainly seems he's not, but I like it when, you know, like George Clooney or I don't know, whoever's the, the most handsome devil out there besides the evil John Hamm. When you see people like that, like I, there, it makes sense to me when I see the A-list a beautiful woman or model or whatever that DiCaprio's with. It's like, yeah, of course she should be with a guy like that, not a schnook like me. Tyreek Hill reminds me like, yeah, that's why you're not in the NFL, Dave, because you can't do that. You can't run like that. So that that's makes sense to me. That's the only reason. That's the well, only Mac Jones, reason. Well, Mac Jones is the real jerk because he makes me think, like, if he's allowed in the league, then how come I'm not? That's, you know, I think it's anti-lefty stuff. Uh, is that, That's the only explanation hey, a, I can come uh, up with. This is sort of a uh, – and then we'll – well, go ahead. Do your, do your. Uh, okay, my go to the week. I told you my go to the week, but my go to the week, Nebraska fans. In the pregame, Urban Meyer is there, and they start chanting, "We won, Urban! Shame the devil! Where's your dignity? You're Nebraska, for goodness sakes! You're the school of Tom Osborne and Tommy Frazier and Turner Gill and Irving Fryer, and you're begging for Urban Meyer, this creepo, him and his thumb to make the scene in Lincoln, Nebraska, and Sully things. This is for directional schools in the Southeast to beg for herbs so he can uh, he can get back on his feet if he ever." wants a coach again not nebraska i know it's been some down years but come on have some dignity people that's my go to the week i i, I like it uh it, it's funny when you mention our our dear friend john ham who i know we both admire uh deeply you know all jokes aside did you did you notice i mean you must notice because you're he's your nemesis now and obviously completely ubiquitous during NFL games. If you're trying not to think about John Hamm, good luck. Good luck because you're going to get like 10 installments of Hammy and Flo. And then like there was one commercial break where the Mercedes, he came on after. So it went from John Hamm on screen to John Hamm's voice. But the other thing that's crazy, and maybe this is just a super handsome guy voice thing, it sounds like John Ham is doing the Army Hammer voice in the House of Hammer promos. It's Army Hammer's voice, obviously, on the voicemail uh, in the in the House of Hammer promos. But it also sounds like our Ham, and it's House of Hammer. But th- this is like a this is an honorary. It's like, wall to wall. It's wall to wall with this this this, this, this swine named Ham. Everywhere you go, the Mercedes commercial, the voiceovers. And by the way, yeah, the, the, this is this is the way that uh, God or whoever makes these decisions works. He not only gives them the looks, but he also gives them a voice that's worthy of doing voiceovers. Not even looking at him, and his voice is better than mine. It stinks, I tell you, and uh, and, and it does make because everybody hits me up on social media with exactly what you just said. Now, like, oh, it must really suck to watch football and all. Oh, it's all ham all the time, and and yeah, it does. It, it makes me think of um, 
what's his name? Uh, Kid saves the picture. The the producer, uh, world, uh, yeah, Bob uh, Robert Evans. Evans. Robert Evans, when Steve McQueen takes Ally McGraw from him, and uh, and he says, "Losing your lady always hurts, but when you lose her to the biggest star in the world, it makes you feel small." That's what Ham did. He took my joy. He took my fantasy football team. Fantasy football's for nerds. Now let's move on. And well, hold on. I picks, just want to round off my my asterisk honorary mention. Go to the week, which oh. which is the House of Hammer promos because, like, uh, you know, as someone who's made network television for a long time, like, it's always like, hey, man, you can't show someone smoking a cigarette at nine thirty at night. That's a no. That's a no fly for network television. But at 10, 15 a.m., you can be watching football with your son. And, and then Army Hammer's talking about the ropes and the cannibalism during the promo. Like, you can't tell <laughs> someone smoking a cigarette. But this guy's talking about his weird sexual predilections. You know, you've barely sat down for after kickoff. And then the House of Hammer comes on. Those promos, like, they're so disturbing. And by the way, as hard as it is for you to watch football on Sundays – Imagine being Army Hammer trying to watch the game. <laughs> yeah, Dammer and Hammer should get together yeah. and watch some pro oh, football man. together. Third and, goal. Third and goal. Here we go. Oh, they're calling timeout. Okay, everybody gather. Oh, House of Hammer promo. You oh, might eat awesome. my left leg while we're doing it. By the way, you want to talk about weird predilections? Watch the Rick James documentary that's airing right now. Boy, that that guy uh, was was a lot of fun too, or a, a weirdo, or or both. But he did make great music. Um, I've been listening to some Rick James of late. Um, boy, dynamite uh, funk music. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, let's make some pro football picks, shall we? In college, if you want to. Um, I'll start us off real quick with some college picks, but I I, I want to ask you guys this first. Here's the, the discussion that me and Spaghetti have been having, Hench. Um, is if you're paying any attention at all, we pretend that the Final Four for college football is in play for the 130 or so college football teams out there. But in fact you know that three of those four seats has already been consumed in the ma- in the musical chairs game of college football 2022. You know Georgia, Bama, and Ohio State have already claimed three of those slots there. By the way, I think you can get those three teams against the field, the other 127, 128 teams, at, uh, to, to win it. You can get the field at something like plus 500 against three teams, which, which is the greatest. Um... But 
Who gets that fourth slot to get their head lopped off around Christmas or, or New Year's by one of the aforementioned three? That's a fun bet to make right now. How say you? Uh, I wasn't really listening, but that's okay. I'll say USC. I think that's a good guess. I'm, I'm glad you Cliff's notes it and, uh, and got to <laughs> what I think is probably the right answer, given what is in front of them. Now, it could all come apart as soon as this weekend in Corvallis. That's a tough spot to go. Oregon State is no jive. USC beats them. Then they have to play at Utah in mid-October. Other than that, I, I don't see any chance anybody gets in their way. I think they they have a real ch- chance to run the table, unlike Clemson. There are enough bumps in the road for, for Dabo and company. By, boy, that Dabo, by the way, if you saw him run out onto the field in, in Death Valley, weirdo. Um, Eddie Spaghetti, how say you? Who's your pick there? Um, I... I think the Clemson game this week versus Wake Forest can get interesting. Um, I still, I, I don't know if I love, I mean, USC is a good pick. I, I still see USC slipping up. I could see them slipping up to, to Utah. I, I don't think that, you know, I mean, Notre Dame is coming. That's to the game. That's the game. The Utah game is the game, right? Yeah. I mean, Cal isn't as bad as they've been years past. I know USC is home for that. I, I still think Notre Dame has a chance. I still think Notre Dame has a chance to beat Clemson too. I just think their defense alone is, is good enough. Um, it depends on how DJU plays this whole year. I still think, think uh, uh, an undefeated Clemson though and an undefeated USC Clemson is going to get that four spot hmm well that's an interesting proposition I just don't think Clemson's going to run the table to make that happen they have too many NC States upcoming um the the ACC has a bunch of B-level teams and on the other side of of NC State and otherwise they could catch Pitt who's a legit team in the ACC championship my best bets for this weekend I'm going Florida plus 11 SC boy this one makes me nervous but I'm gonna lay the six and a half up in Corvallis the Hoosiers playing exciting football if nothing else against Cincy I'm gonna say take the over there 54 the Cuse minus 10, Ohio State minus 18, and Wisconsin and the Buckeyes are going to combine to go over 56. Those are my college best bets. Hench, shall we jump into some pro football picks yeah. here? Yeah. Uh, Let's do so, it. as you know, very, very high on uh, Day Ball's big balls. And I'm going, I'm riding with the Giants until they cost me money. Uh, I like them, given a tiny little number against the Cowboys. But what I what I really also love from this game is under 39. I mean, that Cowboys defense, I think, proved it's for real. So I think, you know, uh, you know, Cooper Rush got his sentimental victory out of the way and and now loses to the Giants. But it's an it's another slog. I mean, it is so crazy and obviously sad uh, for, for Trey Lance to go down like that. But. When, when you look at how immediately better the Niners seem to be, I mean, with Garoppolo, instead of instead of going through the growing pains, like, you know, you have an average to above average quarterback already on the roster. But when you look at that draft and look at all the guys the Niners could have added to that roster that's already Super Bowl level. And, and of course, if you redrafted, we all know that Micah Parsons would be <laughs> – sliding up into that top three because uh, he's a game wrecker. So I do like the Giants in that game. But Wait, I, how did it go? It goes Trevor Lawrence won. That's a great point. Trevor Lawrence goes one, and that would still happen. Nobody would take Micah Parsons over Trevor Lawrence, would you even? I I, I guess probably. Unlikely, well, you, but. You don't take Zach Wilson over him, and you don't take Zach Trey Wilson Lawrence too. over him. 
Yeah. Right. Michael Parsons <laughs> should be on the Jets. And if he isn't on the Jets, right, he should be on the Niners. Boy, those are some blown picks there. Um, I feel bad for, for Trey Lance, but I also feel right that the weird thing of three weeks or so ago, like, this is bad. You shouldn't keep Jimmy G. Like, guys get hurt in this sport. What are you talking about? They shouldn't keep Jimmy G. The, as it happens, go ask the Cowboys, although I guess Cooper Rush won a game in, uh, in Dak's stead. But, yes, it's good to have a good backup. The nonsense that at that point in the season they should have just cut him loose and and eaten the money very weird so um so i feel on that wise point, about the, I, I, are you I taking do, them though are you taking the niners, to, the niners to win the division I, I do well uh i do think they win that division uh and i am taking them at denver boy a uh, lot of lot of trouble moving the football in denver uh maybe maybe russell hustle bustle wasn't the answer to all that that ails them uh i like the niners in that game and then this it's nuts. I know the home road thing. The Colts, I mean, Matt Ryan has reached the end of the line. Like, it's nuts that the Chiefs are only giving six and a half. You, you, how is that a one score game? I, I like, I'm no, like the, that Chiefs, that Chiefs line seems super low and super easy money. Um, you know, you, you load the box and, and try to snuff out Jonathan Taylor and then and let just, you know, Talk about Mac Jones's floaters. Good Lord, Matt Ryan looks terrible. So uh, I, I love the Chiefs giving only. That's six weird, and, and I'm tempted to throw the red challenge flag at that one. Week three, Sal and I were going back and forth uh, about this on on extra points. I say week one is amateur hour for wagering. You know who knows really? I mean, with preseason and all the buzz and the narratives that we fed into or that we pushed away, who really knows? And you get a look at these teams, and now you have a little bit better sense. But we don't really know everything after just two weeks worth of evidence. Week three, in my mind, is the craziest week of results. That what we've decided because we've watched a fortnight's worth of these guys. Now we think we have it all figured out, and that's when it gets blown up. The Colts have a great roster. I get the Matt Ryan concern. The Chiefs look good, but I think that I think the Colts plus six and a half is legit intriguing there. And I don't know if it's going to be my pup of the week on extra points that the Colts are going to win the game outright. But keep in mind, I know, like I say, that Thursday night game in Arrowhead now feels like it happened a month and a half ago based on everything that's happened since then. But just keep in mind, Patrick Mahomes threw that game away a couple of times at least. The results were better for him but than they were for Joe Burrow in week one. But there were some similarities there. I could see the Colts taking this game. And and you know what? I will throw it. I'm going to go Colts plus six and a half here. Okay. Well, just just bear in mind, they have played eight terrible quarters with no, I get it. no discernible. I mean, like, I don't like they, they, this great roster uh, has not shown up as yet. You know what you, you know what your week one to week two thing reminds me of check uh, Forrest Whitaker and the color of money. Right. Week one, you're like, I don't I don't know what I'm doing, man. What is what is plus three and a half even mean? What's what's a point spread? I don't know. And then you suckered us all in. We're like, hey, man, we're playing poker with a greenard. And Mm -hmm. and and then suddenly you, you go you go 12 and three or 13 and two and have all our money. Like that was that was an unbelievable rope a dope 
week one, you're you're like, hey man, week one, that's that's amateur hour. And then week two, you just came off the ropes, rumble in the jungle style, and destroyed everything in your path. Thank you. It's uh, yeah, you know, good grifting requires perfect timing. You can't you can't show your hand too soon. I don't know. Maybe we'll look back and say week two was too early there. I, I as I always say, I'm like Neo or Neo's girlfriend in the Matrix. I don't I don't know the information. I don't know how to fly a helicopter. Well, at we the know start which, of the season. We know which one you throw a football like. I mean that's that's a cheap shot, and you know, and, and you know that Damashek's um, shortcomings. We know uh, which, but my my shortcoming. You're, are, so you're comparing me to Johnny Utah? Accepted. Exactly. Um, the um, the uh, listen. You know that my shortcoming athletically is the foot speed. I, I got the savvy. I, I you know the intangibles. They're all there. Um, the, and, and, and you know, and you know, this is a, a rocket attached to my left shoulder. It's just a, the, the foot speed. I'm, I'm a step or three behind everybody at all times. That's all. That's, that's the only reason I'm not playing professional sports. Also, my mother wouldn't let me play football. Who knows how far I could have gone in, uh, in gridiron with that. Um, do you agree with me, Hans? You're not going to push back at me at, at all in what is in terms of brands and 21st century interdivisional rivalry that's been pretty good over the last 20 years. Ravens and Patriots. This one to me feels like the Ravens all day. I, I I'm not sure exactly. I guess you could get excited about watching New England grind out the Steelers defense over the last six minutes legitimately. And that's, that is their strength. That's what they're wired to do. But against the Ravens, after letting that one go at home, I got to assume Baltimore is going to take it to them pretty good. I I like them by a touchdown at least. How say you? Uh, uh, Totally agree. Sadly. Um, You know, some of my buddies are trying to make the argument if you look, you know, suddenly the week one performance by the Patriots defense looks pretty good. 20 points against the Dolphins versus, mm-hmm. you know, the pinball machine that the score that they ran up against the Ravens. That said, you just you look at weight weapons like Bateman looks like the real deal. Like that guy, uh, uh, you know, speed you can see. And, and obviously Lamar still pulling away from defenses on the ground is nuts. So, yeah, I don't see any way the, the Patriots hang with the Ravens with, with a pretty small number there. Uh, and it is, it is an incredible rivalry. And I was just thinking about all the uh, nutty playoff games they've played. But, you know, when the Patriots were down, they overcame those two 14-point deficits in the one game against the Ravens. Uh, you know, the, the Edelman passed Amendola. The Patriots did that wild thing that 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 Belichick learned from Saban, where it's like unbalanced line. Number seventy five is eligible. You, you you just everybody like now you've got a, like a safety is covering your tackle because he's eligible, which means a slow guy has to cover Shane Vereen on the other side of the line. Like it was such a talk about the Matrix. It was like. Well, you know, Harbaugh didn't know what was going on. Harbaugh got a 15 yard penalty for protesting that Belichick was even doing it. It's like never been seen in competition again. Like, well, I don't understand. Like, wouldn't you, wouldn't somebody trot this out? Like, just, you know, crazy unbalanced line, you know, uh, right tackle now eligible, rotate your fast guys over to the other, you know, it, 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 it destroyed the Ravens. They had no idea who to cover and, and the Patriots just, March down the field, erasing the second 14-point deficit. And so I was like, oh, we're going to see variations on this 
kind of like the wildcat, like at least the wildcat had to fail for a while before teams moved away from the wildcat. But that was a one and done that, that diabolical uh, chemistry experiment. True. It's funny. You say all the, the big moments in, in the postseason specifically between these two teams. Um, the thing to, to the credit of Harbaugh and the Ravens is that the Patriots dynasty for 20 some years, the Broncos got over on uh, got over on them in the playoffs. The Steelers obviously never did. Um, Broncos beat them twice, if memory serves. Jake Plummer even beat them in that one. And the big play there was uh, was um, the pick six. Champ Bailey, no, got it down to the one. And really, it should have been uh, Patriots ball Patriots. on that one. That really should have been. Right? Champ Bailey runs it down the sideline, and Ben Watson tracks him down. And really, it should have been ball out of the end zone. Patriots ball at the 20. And if they get that call right, the Patriots go to the Super Bowl again. And you take away a ring, I think, from... Yeah, you take away the Steelers, 2005 Super Bowl. Also, a horrible, horrible pass interference penalty on Asante Samuel that jump-started the Broncos in that game. Um, But But what I was going to say is, and and then Peyton beats him in that weird game. Um, a few years back, 2015. But uh, the Ravens didn't beat the... They whipped the Patriots twice in the playoffs. Nobody's ever done that. No Super Bowl, no anything. They destroyed the Patriots twice. And Billy Cundiff misses a chip shot. You know, that... that, I mean, Lee Evans has that ball uh, when it's punched out. That that would have been... I mean, definitely, that was the nemesis. It's crazy that that the Patriots eked out the wins they did against the Ravens because they were usually getting whipped in those games. Uh, no, yeah, the, 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 and, and I think we agree this will be be a resumption of, of Raven dominance on, on Sunday. And by the way, uh, you know, Bungles 0-2, I don't think they're irrelevant the rest of the way, but I don't think they're going to get over on the Ravens and, and take the division. Pittsburgh and Cleveland – I this is the Ravens division. They, they, they blew it on Sunday, but I think that they, they, they remain the class of the AFC North. Let me give you, um, three totals that I like, uh, this weekend, Buffalo and Miami, little surprised almost. And maybe they're trying to bait me into saying exactly what I'm about to say. The total on this one is 53. Doesn't that feel low to you? Given what the bills have done to everybody and what my, uh, the way Miami looks 53 is the total. I think you got to go over on that one, right? Well, you know, it's wild. Like, you know, watching the, the Monday night games, you know, where you, you look at all the, like the Josh Allen overs, you're like, well, everything went over, right? Well, oddly, no. I think he was 26 and a half completions and ended up with 26. But hmm. so, it, you know, I, I actually like the five and a half. That's the part I I, I think, you know, w- we were texting like is are the Bills going to be the 2007 Patriots where Vegas cannot move the line enough, right? Like Vegas cannot keep up. But I will say, you know, the Bills – I mean, that was a rough game to watch in terms of every fifth play. It felt like the cart was coming onto the field. Like it was rough. Like that was, so I feel like if, if the bills are not going to cover one week, it, you know, even though the, the, the game itself was a cakewalk, it was physical. They are on a short week. Uh, the dolphins have got to be flying high. And so wherever that number comes in, 
I, I like all that lumber that the Dolphins are getting at home. Um, all right. I, I, that one intrigues me. I, I hear what you're saying. I don't know with the injuries, like you say, with the with the Bills on the back end against the speed that the Dolphins are going to go out there. Dolphins win that one. Now we're really loose with the, with the it team of 2022 with Tua. Um, I've, I, I'm regretful that I wasn't in on that in August. I'm jumping in. Uh, I jumped in, though, between weeks one and two. So I guess I got there a little earlier than some people did, and I did take the Dolphins plus the three and a half in Charm City. couple other totals. Jacksonville and the Chargers. I guess we don't know what's going on exactly with Herbert, but it sounds like he's going to play. Either way, Two good defenses. I know Trevor Lawrence is the story in the QB league, but it's the Jacksonville defense I like. Same goes for the Chargers, with or without Justin Herbert. Under 48 there. And then Atlanta and Seattle, two bum teams that have big playmakers. I'm going over the 42 there. You see Drake London breaking out, DK Metcalf, and otherwise on the Seahawks side of things. As I say, that's going to combine for uh, for 43 or more in that one. How say you, Hedge? Well, I love that that Jags bolts under. I, I think, you know, you mentioned it. You alluded to it. It's 17 to 7 bolts in KC when Mahomes hits Samuel in the chest. I mean, he is he is alone in space. He gets hit between the numbers. He gacks it. And then almost gets his hands under it, like very close to getting, you know, they overruled it. By the way, he did the, uh, if I just celebrate hard enough, maybe they won't review it. Like, I'm just going to celebrate like I just won the Super Bowl. But, but And then he drops another pick in the end zone where he gets hit in the chest. I've never seen a guy celebrate so much when all he did in the game was drop interceptions. Then Mahomes throws two other interceptions that both get overruled by semi-chicken penalties to your point Mahomes could have had four picks in that game the Chargers defense is good we saw what the Jags defense did against the Colts that number's way too high I love that um let's let's maybe uh bring it on home I don't know you're the boss you tell to bring it on home whenever you want but um I I also like even though the numbers are getting lower and lower I do like Steelers Browns under 38 and a half like I just think hmm the, the, the Steelers combination of having a, a pretty stout defense and a pretty crappy offense, it, it, it's, hard, it's hard to see how they or the other team scores a lot of points. I'm with you. I just want to say to finish off my best bets of, of uh, NFL Week 3, Vikings um, lay the six. I think they bounce back in a big way. Bears in your bum matchup of the week are hosting the Texans. The Bears are a tick better than I figured they'd be. I say you can comfortably um, assume that they're going to take down the Texans. Little overhyped. They're, because they're not abject garbage, people are a little over their skis about this team. Lovey Smith goes back to Chicago, and he loses by Can I hop in on that one? Can I hop in on that yes. one? So I, I vehemently disagree with you. Right now, Justin Fields, yeah, Justin Fields right now has only attempted 28 passes in the first two games. He's on pace. Not that's going to happen in a 17-game season, but if he continued on this pace, he would not eclipse 2,000 passing yards this year. He'd be at 1,600. Um, I 
I think that this is a. It'd <laughs> be great if he did that in seventeen games. This, I mean, this also feeds into like Noah Ohio State quarterbacks really transferred to the NFL, and then I know they hired Eberflus, defensive mind guys, head coach. Like, I would not be shocked if this is like a Cardinals. You know, you know when they drafted Josh Rosen and they go, man, nah, this other guy, let's take Kyler. I think the Bears are like slowly turning to that territory of like, we'll just move on to the new guy like with the new regime here. And I do think the Texans, like they do have Damian Pierce, who's going to be one of the better young running backs in the league. They're they're transitioning to him. I still think they have some talent. I don't think David David Mills is as bad as people think. They have Brandon Cooks as a solid number one. I I think the Bears are just bereft of talent. And the worst thing they're doing is they're they're only running the ball. They're so one-dimensional. They could be stopped. So I, I like the Texans getting two and a half. Well, well they do have. I do like that front that the Bears are throwing out there now, and they should be able to make hay with their two-headed monster at running back. Go ahead, there. Uh, well, it's just it's interesting to to Spaghetti's point. Montgomery averages eight yards a carry in that game against the Packers, and that's supposed to create opportunities in the passing game. Like he, you know, he has 122 yards on 15 carries, and 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 it it was as if it created no advantage for Fields. You know, I mean, and these 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 Mooney owners are like, what is going on? It's I mean, I'm in a flex a super flex league where I've actually I'm I'm gonna have to bite the bullet and start Daniel Jones in that Justin Fields slot because uh he is he doesn't throw the ball. Uh, wow, you- it seems like hard to win in the modern NFL uh with the three yards in a cloud of dust or even wow. eight yards in a cloud of dust. You know who you should pick up? Kenny Pickett, because uh, the people on the banks of the Three Rivers have seen enough of Matt Canada and Mitchell Trubisky. They want to see the kid in there. I do, too. The problem is, as I keep saying to everybody, is if they lose, I, if, if you see Pickett, then it's because Trubisky stunk on Thursday night football. Hench, get into the crystal ball and tell us what goes on in Cleveland on Thursday night. I just don't. I mean, it's funny. Maybe I'm being too hard on Brissett because he he had a nice game and it obviously wasn't the offense's fault that that they lost that game. But that just seems like too too big a number uh, for you know to be giving for for Brissett to have to cover. So I'm I'm. It's already happened, Hench, in our world. That the game's already been played. Talk about it. Well, because we're getting on it early this week, so I feel like the game has not happened. But we'll see. But I feel like uh, the Steelers hung around, kept it close. I'm going with what I did last week. I'm saying the underdog loses but beats the number uh, again this week. Uh, although, I mean, it's funny, it, it, you know, in all the craziness. I don't think we've seen the – I don't think we've seen the the Ahmad Bradshaw scoring a touchdown when he – you shouldn't score a touchdown – not, you know, result in a lot like that. That feels like this is now the cautionary tale, right? The Nick Chubb touchdown. Now you can actually go. It does happen, you know, and every fantasy owner, it's like you're going to lose your mind if Chubb takes a knee at the one. Uh, and obviously nobody thought, uh oh, I mean, who cares? Right. You're up 13. Uh, <laughs> how does let's talk about Tyreek Hill? How does Corey Davis get 40 yards behind the defense when all you have to do is throw the umbrella out there? I, like That was insane. Recovered onside kick. Garrett Wilson, we do know receivers from Ohio State, make quite an impact in the NFL. Garrett Wilson going to be starting on my, my fantasy team very soon. Love the Browns. Um, love the Browns losing like that. It's an undercovered aspect of it. 
It was Joe Flacco. The Baltimore Purples get you again, Cleveland. That's your team. That was supposed to be your world champion with Ray Lewis and Jonathan Ogden and everybody else. Baltimore stole it. The other thing that's been nuts about this year, sorry, the other thing that's been crazy about this year is like obviously my, my, my favorite thing to do is just rant and rave about the officiating and I kind of feel like I haven't been given that. I was kind of going through in my mind the first two weeks, like I haven't really been given great opportunities. The coaching has been so much worse than the officiating. Would you agree in the first two weeks, a lot more yeah. egregious coaching moves than officiating moves? Some chicken calls on, on a six and a half yard downfield illegal contact on third and a mile. But, but for the most part, pretty good, except. I would say the only team that won a game they should have lost, the Browns week one, I don't know how you throw that roughing the passer flag there uh, at the end of the game to to cost the Panthers that game. Uh, So the Brownies could easily be 0-2 if the kid doesn't hit the bomb from 58 yards or the refs don't call the roughing penalty. Uh, so, So that might not be a very good team. Well, the most noteworthy exception, well, there's a terrible call in the Steelers-Bengals game when when Jamar Chase literally is at the goal line and the Stills prove he was in the end zone and the the refs don't catch it, but that's ultimately on Zach Taylor and that coaching staff, isn't it? That that nobody is around to say, hey, coach, uh, number one is in the end zone. You can see it there. So ultimately, I put it on that. The worst officiating so far is last week's Thursday night game. They gave, I mean, you also leave out 10-0. They they get the interception there at the end of the, towards the end of the second quarter that then turns into a touchdown, how that game plays out. If they go into the locker room with a zero uh, at home, I, I don't know that the chiefs rally there. I, but anyway, Amazon, I, I see some people saying that the screen breaks up for them. Spaghetti. Is that how you saw the Steelers at Browns on Thursday night? Uh, when I saw Steelers or Browns, I saw that, you know, the Browns continued to uh, be do really well on the ground. Nick Chubb, who is second in the league in rushing, continues his great pace. He's first in the league in touchdown rushings. And I know, check in the offseason, you thought that Mitch Trubisky could have been okay because of his pedigree. Uh, I still thought the better idea was to to put in Kenny Pickett and pull what the, uh, the Patriots did with Mac Jones. Because I think you have the talented enough receiving core, uh, Fryer with the tight end, a solid option. So you have some pass catchers there. Um, and it's really not getting Najee going, and I'm afraid that's what happens again in this game. So um, that's why the Browns won that one, uh, and Steelers going forward may have to start Kenny Pickett. I think that, uh, I mean, I was as stunned as anybody was. My guy, Randy Bauman, in Pittsburgh did predict it, and he was right. I I credit him for this one. Yeah, the Browns, Chubb, and Hunt made hay against uh, the, uh, the Steel Curtain, but shocking move it wasn't Kenny Pickett who came into the game as everybody expected as Trubisky faltered uh for a third straight week I can't believe they threw Mason Rudolph in there and he hit the deep ball to George Pickens to emerge victorious from the state of Ohio right as rain now a big decision for coach Tomlin Trubisky Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett. I don't know what's going to happen there. I'm happy to survive that one in the steel wow. get to two and one. Poo-poo platter. Um, great choices there for, for, for the Steelers. I It was, speaking of like highly touted rookie quarterbacks, uh, you know, the Bills defense is is just circling and, and doing, you know, that thing of like, pin your ears back. We're just going to force a bunch of turnovers, get a bunch of sacks, and just it's going to be the jailbreak when – 
when Vrabel goes, all right, Malik Willis, this is your time, buddy. Like, I, like if you're if you're Willis, you're like, ah, uh, could we like, is there a time? Like, how about when we're up? How about when we're up 21? Like, is there any, like, he just gets thrown to the wolves. Like, talk. I talk. disagree with that. Head, Sal was giving me the business about that on extra points that I thought at halftime, when you're trailing to the Patriots, that's a good time to throw the rookie in there because he can only be the hero. He can't be the GOAT when the team was losing before he went in there. I think that's the spot you do want to go into. If Malik Willis makes a couple of splashy plays, now the buzz all week is like, just, let's just run with the kid. At least he's making some plays out there in our dormant offense. Now, I just think sounds in, like that's a loony like, take. In terms of the psyche, uh, there are two different situations. I mean, the Bills are in full lather rabid junkyard dogs at the point he gets put in the game. You're like, oh yeah, every guy is whipping their guy. You know, we've already lost our best offensive lineman. Like, good luck, kid. It just seemed, it just seemed like a formula for not moving the football. Uh and and you know that Titans team, it's funny, we talked all summer about that division. And and you know, we I think we ended up thinking the Colts just their roster was so good. But now like, you know, we knew the Titans would would backslide a little bit. Um, that's a, you know, Robert Woods is a nice player, but that's, that's not AJ Brown. Like they, I don't think they, they have the weapons. And, you know, if you watch Henry on those sweeps, like, you know, he corners are bringing him down, right? Corners are blowing him up four yards behind the line of scrimmage. And it just looked to me like, Oh, expiration date come comes at a different time for all the horses. And that, that just did not look like a guy that was going to have any more any more 220-yard games with four touchdowns. It just didn't look And keep like in it. mind, he is the team, you know, especially with Harold Landry down for the year, and so they're not going to have the same pass rush. Their chances are Derrick Henry, and when you watch Derrick Henry um, two, two weeks in here, their goose is cooked. They are – they're high in the seven wins at this point, whether Which Rabel is a good transition concedes it or to, not. To that game, right, Raiders at Tennessee. Um, that's, a, that's an elimination game, right? It, it is such a crazy must win in week three. Um, and I, I like the Raiders in that game, but I did. It was funny when, when they figured out a way to lose that Cardinals game, I was, I, I, you know, it's sort of like Nathaniel Hackett certainly seems to have this going on in Denver where you're like, I don't know what it is where some coordinators go to the big boy chair and they're still great. They're still great. They're great. They were great at that job and they're great at this job. And then obviously Josh McDaniels, it seems like one of those guys where it's like, you're great at this job, not so great at this job. So I went back to see, because I knew he had that great start in Denver. And I was like, okay, how how bad has it been since the great start in Denver? I did I forgot that he started 6-0 in, in really? Denver. Really? Oh, I had no recollection and, that it was and, that and, big and, an opening streak. Since then, since that start, as an NFL head coach, 5-19. and 19. Ooh. Five and nineteen. So I do, you know, I I do like the Raiders this weekend, but he better hope that he starts putting up some W's or uh, Mark Davis, who's winning championships with his other team. His other team is is hanging banners. The the Aces. Uh, he he may not be quite so patient with with uh, Josh McDaniels, but uh, I like him this week against a banged up, not very good Titans team. 
Yeah, pretty critical one there. Several teams playing. I mean, I, you know me. I don't like the using the must-win thing, but there are a lot of teams that got to have it in week three or the, the chances of making a playoff run are dark before we even get to the end of September. Great stuff, Kevin Hench. Uh, happy to have you and your friend Peyton finally working together once again here on Omaha. We're all over the moon. Make sure you're heading over to Extra Points to join, get in the arcade. Be listening to Waiver Wired with Eddie Spaghetti and Jen Piacenti and all the other great shows on the Extra Points Network. We'll be back after the sports weekend to try and break it down and make some sense of it for you and project ahead to the next weekend of sports. Until then... Thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.